Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sisterly. Thank you so much for joining us. This week, we wanted to talk about how to figure out what you want and then how to actually ask for it. Um, It's a thing that we both have had trouble with, and we think a lot of people have trouble with it. Um, And so we want to talk a little bit about that today. But before we jump into it, I wanted to also talk about last week's topic, which was taking risks and facing your fears. And kind of a good part one almost to this conversation. Not like exactly, but yeah, kind of similar. They're, related. they're definitely related. And in the spirit of risk taking or trying new things, I actually signed up for a dance class, um, which I started this week, which was exciting. I haven't taken an actual dance class since I was 18 years old. (laughs) So that was pretty fun and exciting, but also nerve wracking and felt a little bit vulnerable to try something new. I didn't know how it was going to go, if it was going to be like hard or weird or if people would be welcoming. And I had my first class and it went well. So I'm excited that I decided to do it. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think as adults, we forget that we're allowed to pick up hobbies. I feel like it's such a thing that you do when you're a kid. You always have these like extra extracurriculars and all these new things that you're mm-hmm. learning to do. And then it's kind of this idea of once you're an adult, you're supposed to either have that figured out or it's just not something that you're going to pick up, right? Right. Why would you learn how to play an instrument as an adult or learn a new language? Or, But I don't know why we have that so ingrained in us. I don't know if it's because – We think, oh, we're adults. We have jobs and eventually families, and then you have to take care of your own children. So it's you just kind of go through these motions of life instead of stopping and asking yourself, hey, is there a hobby that I want to pick up or a skill that I haven't worked on since I was a kid that I miss and want to do again? Um, So I think it's really cool that you're doing that. Yeah, thanks. I was excited. It's just like, yeah, it's been a while since I felt like I just sort of had an activity like when yeah. I was a kid. And I feel like that's fun. It's like something I always liked when I was younger. And I was sort of thinking the other day, you know, with the pandemic and everything, like everything just really got put on hold and there was just not a lot to go do for a long time. And now things, you know, there's like some more to do and, and things are opening back up. But I was kind of feeling like I'm missing a little bit of like like a joyful activity, like something mm-hmm. that I'm doing just for fun. It's not like a project. It's not like a thing I have to do. It's just for me for no reason other than I enjoy it. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But the first class was fun and I was just like, oh, I'm glad I did this. Like this is just a, a fun thing to do tonight. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so excited that you're doing that. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Another thing that happened – the last few days, daylight savings. I'm sure you're all aware. If not, or is it daylight savings, or is it the end of daylight savings? I don't know. I've never known. I've never known which one it is. It's it's always called daylight savings because whichever is just... the one that makes it darker. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. But don't they all kind of make it darker, no matter what? Like you're changing well, the light. That's true. But it's like it's the one that makes it feel like in the middle of the night at 4.45 p.m. That's the one that we're in, <laughs> the middle of the night one. And if you didn't notice, you've probably been confused for the past couple of days. Um, but I hate it. I started noticing it at around 2 p.m. today. I noticed yeah. that I felt off. Well, that's the thing. At like 2.30 today at work, I was like – it felt like it should be the end of my day. Right, and right. I I'm like, and I was are like, we wrapping nope, this up yet? I still like, have um, three more hours to go. And then at four, about 4.30 p.m., the sun was setting. 
I'm like, I, and now it's 6.30 here, California time. And I feel like it's the middle of the night. <laughs> I feel like I should be asleep. And I can't believe that we're expected to function when it's dark for so many hours. Yeah. And that's all. It's just yeah, the the motivation is really so low, not there. And now it feels like winter. As soon as yeah. daylight savings hits, it feels like winter to me. Yeah, because it's darker, and it's also like here it's getting colder in the mornings. Like when I first take my out in the morning, it's like thirty degrees, and I'm like, well, Jack, turn the heater on today. Yeah, I, my heat has been on. The other day, Mike was like, "Should we turn the heat on? It's kind of cold." I was like. Love, it's been on. It is like 72 <laughs> degrees. What are you talking about? Like, as if I That's haven't amazing. had it on since it turned October. <laughs> In San Francisco, you don't have heaters that you really just like turn on and leave on. I mean, yeah, ours yeah. it like clicks on and off, but it's not like a central, I don't know what you call it, like a central heating system. It's like a an electric radiator, pretty much. Yep. Um, because you just don't use it for enough time during the year. Um, like we turned it on this morning, but it's been off for the rest of the day because it got up to, I don't know, maybe like 61 or 62 outside today. So inside it's like high 60s, yeah, low bad. 70s. Um, but last night we were driving home from a dinner. It was 47 degrees, <laughs> which I know you're like, like literally. Like child's play. <laughs> Hush, child. <laughs> you don't know anything about the cold anymore. I'm a child. Yeah. <laughs> but it's She's so funny full though. Californian, everyone. I know she. I have gone full Californian. But what's funny though is, and I promise we'll stop talking about weather soon because I know this is probably not super interesting for everyone. But what is interesting is that in the summer it's kind of the same weather. Like the highs in the summer are in the sixties still. So right. at nighttime it's like in the fifties, and I'll be wearing a jacket. And not like a full winter coat. Don't worry. I'm not one of those people in California that wears a winter coat when it's 55 degrees outside. But people are kind of confused. Like, why are you wearing a coat in the middle of June? Well, folks, <laughs> because in San Francisco, weather does not follow normal patterns. <laughs> but anywho, that was thrilling. Thanks for sticking with us through the topic of weather. Um <laughs> We promise we have other things to talk about. Yep. Um, so let's, as they say, get into it and talk <laughs> about how we figure out what we want and how we ask for it, which Rebecca and I were talking about this and we were like, we're not really experts in this topic. Now, I would go so far as to say that we never claim to be experts on any topic right. that we talk it's about because <laughs> we're still learning. You know, maybe if Rebecca was talking about law, she could say she was an expert in that. Even then, I don't know. Um, but these topics are definitely not ones that we're experts in, but more of just exploring because we think that they're really interesting and also genuinely want other people's takes on them. So yeah, if you are great at knowing what you want and how to ask for it, please inform us. Yeah. Give us some tips to to share with others. But I think the, when we were talking about this beforehand, Rebecca was saying that there's kind of two parts. First, there's a part of figuring out what you want. And then there's the actually asking for it. And sometimes the figuring out part can be just as hard as the actually asking for it because it's it's hard to know what you want a, a lot yep. of the time. And I find myself constantly torn by what I want. And I think it's – maybe it's because I'm a Scorpio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Yikes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, 
I don't know why what it is about it. It's not even just like, oh, I'm indecisive about what I want for dinner, which I am. But I am it too. goes it's it fun. goes past that. <laughs> it's this constant fear of am I making the right decision? And what happens if I don't? Like I've been currently going through a little bit of a career questioning phase. I like my job, love my team, but I just have all these questions about, well, what if there's other areas of the business that I want to learn? And how do I know if I want that or if I want to stay where I am? It's really hard because then a lot of times too, it's like if I figure out what I want, am I siloing myself into this one path instead of always being open to all these different options? And it's hard because eventually you have to figure out what it is that you want to go after. And that can be really scary. And I feel like as we get older, it's there are more and more of those questions of what path do you want to take or what decision do you want to make at work, in your personal life, whatever. And figuring out what you want almost feels – I can't think of the exact right word, but it just feels like all of a sudden you are making a a choice that's going to narrow your life into this one path. And it's um, scary. Does it at least? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does feel scary when it's like you feel like you need to sort of pick a lane and you're like, well, what if it's the wrong lane? <laughs> what if it's – Yeah. What if I want to change my mind. Right. What if I then have to go all the way back up this road and start again? <laughs> and that's really scary. Um, and I think about this all the time. It's And we've already made a lot of – we've already decided a lot of what we want, right? At some point, you and I both decided we didn't want to be doctors, right? Some yeah. of us earlier or later than others. But at one point, we decided, hey, we don't want to be a doctor. And now it's like, what if one day I did? I mean, I don't think I will. But just as an example, it's like it's it's tough. You have to figure out what you want and then accept the result of that. And that can be a little – like, I don't I already said this, but it's frightening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I feel like I have trouble even in like the smaller decisions yeah. of what do I want. Like not even like big life changes. I just – I have a hard time knowing what I want and stopping to think about it. I can be very go with the flow naturally. So I just have a tendency to, to defer to other people what, mm-hmm. especially people who have stronger opinions or know more concretely what they want. Like say we're with like a group of people and it's like, what should we do next? I'm usually yeah. like, oh, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. then if someone else is like, I want to do this, I'm like, okay, sounds good. Rather than like stopping and really thinking about what would I like to do in my ideal situation? Um, and I think in the past that was like, a good thing that I was like that because it meant I was like very flexible and, you know, down for whatever. And, you know, it it makes me come off as not difficult, which I think was often a goal of mine when I was younger. It's just, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm not trying to burden anyone. So it's easier to just do you know what other people want to do? If that will make them happy, then hey, I'll be happy too. That that sounds good. I can get on board. And you know, there were times where like if if it was something I really didn't want to do, I would say, you know, I don't want to do that. But I pretty rarely was like, here's the thing I really want to do, and I I think that we should all do it. Yeah, a lot of times I think about how I've never really f- felt the need to be a leader amongst 
other people, whether it came to making decisions in school or like literally even in a group project or with my friends, if someone else really cared about what we did, I was like, sure, let's just do that. And then all of a sudden I came to this realization that I have to be the leader in my own life and I have to make the choices of how my life is going to go and what my career is going to be if I want to have one and what do I want a partner to look like and where do I want to live and all this. And it's very overwhelming when I've always felt pretty okay with kind of letting others decide and just – and I think you and I are similar in this way because I do think that we're both people pleasers. I think we come across as different kinds of people pleasers. Yeah, but we are, I think, both. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like, all right, well, what do you want to do? Sure, let's Mm -hmm. do that. If it's going to make you happy, I'd rather just do that. And then all of a sudden, I can't make life decisions to make other people happy. I have – I found I think we all kind of discover that one day that we have to make decisions that make us happy in the long run. Um, But it's hard to know what that decision is, like what decision is going to make me the happiest or fulfill me the most. Um, Right. And I feel like I I never really took a lot of time to really stop and think about what I want, why I want it. And so I don't feel like I always have this like toolkit of – what to do in a moment to decide mm-hmm. what I want or to how to sort of like go through a process of figuring that out. So I feel like I sometimes just sort of like flounder when I get to a um, a time where I know I need to decide what I want or I need to make a decision. And instead of just sort of looking within or just going with sort of like a gut instinct, I feel like I – don't often listen to that. And instead I just start outsourcing. I just start asking other people what I should do instead of figuring out what I actually want to do. I'll ask you, I'll ask Mike, I'll ask parents, I'll ask friends, I'll ask whoever. I'll ask anyone to get them to tell me what I should do or what they would do in that situation to figure out what I should do in my own situation, even though they can't possibly know what I want. But sometimes I'll just be like, well, this person and this person and this person said that I should do this. So that seems like a good idea. And it's like, but did I want that? I don't know. I totally hear you though. I struggle with that a lot too. I also think I'm an external processor. I think sometimes I can get wrapped up a little bit too much in my own brain. So sometimes I have to say it out loud. But I do also think that sometimes I ask for the opinions of others so much that I forget to ask what my own opinion is or where my values are and how that impacts my decision-making. Instead, I just kind of almost collect data of how everyone else (laughs) feels about a certain decision. Right. Just survey everyone. (laughs) Yes. And then kind of go with the common answer. Um, And so that's challenging because then it's hard to know if you made that choice because you wanted to make that choice or because other people thought it was a good idea. Yeah. I think for some reason I often feel like I'm burdensome or being difficult if I say what I want when making a decision or like like if it's a a group thing where you know 
multiple people are trying to decide what to do and you have input it 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 just always felt like oh it's the easier thing the kinder thing is to just do what somebody else really cares a lot about and i feel like it's in my mind also connected to this idea of like selflessness mm-hmm. which is you know caring about other people and putting other people before yourself and you know, looking out for others and not making everything about you. But again, calling out um, Glennon Doyle, whose podcast I listened to and whose book Untamed I read, she has like a whole thing about like selfless and how like it literally means like without a self and that it's not – we are made to believe that it's like this really good thing and, you know, there's elements to it that are good, but she in particular is focused on it on on how society tells women that their role is supposed to be selfless like mm-hmm. it, most often as like a selfless mother like you're supposed mm-hmm. to give everything for your children and like nothing for yourself and put them first always and she kind of just challenges that as like what kind of model do you set for them if you don't even like have a self if you don't do anything for yourself if you don't show them how to go after what you want how will they learn how to go after what they want you know um And not so much like the mother context here, but I just like think about that sometimes that I feel like when I was younger, I really considered one of my personality traits to be like selfless and to, and I, I tried to strive to do things I think that I thought were selfless. And I think as I get older, I don't think that the flip side of that means that you need to be selfish. It's just, you need to also do things for yourself and you need to be able to think about what you want and actually seek those things out rather than just be like, oh, well, I'm making everybody else happy. So that's fine. Like that doesn't, I don't know, that doesn't feel like sufficient anymore. Yeah. No, but I totally agree with you. For the longest time I associated asking for you what asking for what you want as being selfish. And I remember this came up for me when I went back to therapy couple years ago. And I kept saying to my therapist that I felt kind of bad for being there and that she had to like take up her time with listening to me and like talking about my problems. Like literally her job. I know. it's Like I'm literally paying her for that, but I just still felt kind of bad or like I felt bad walking in there not asking her about herself or having like a dialogue. I know. I still do that. I still go into therapy and I'm like, so how are you? As if she's really going to tell me. <laughs> like, Right. First of all, it's like her boundary is, I don't right. probably like, I don't tell my clients personal things about myself. Yeah. Um, but she had, we had to take a couple sessions kind of her explaining to me that it wasn't selfish for me to be there and to ask her for her time to help me with my problems. Yeah. And that was really hard for me to accept, especially because I kept almost like leveling them. I kept being like, well, I don't know if my problems are enough for me to necessarily be here once a week. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I remember I sent her an email one time being like, I don't know if we need to meet today. I don't know if I have anything like that I really need to talk about. And she's like, well, you don't really have to like need to talk about something. Like right. you don't need to be in a panic for us to have a session. Like she was like, this is your time. And that was hard for me to understand and and kind of 
like get a grasp on this idea of that I can ask for help and for her time. I mean, yes, I'm paying her for it, but (laughs) I can also ask her for this time without meeting like certain requirements, you know, of I have to be in enough pain or I have to be struggling enough to ask for help. Um, And I think that's just one example because I think you can also ask for things when it's not necessarily like a mental health issue or a a health issue in general. Um, But that – it's taken a lot of time for me to understand that asking for things isn't a bad thing, that it's not inherently selfish. Or maybe it is selfish but not in a bad way. You know, I think we use that word selfish very lightly. Um, to basically say someone is a bad person or they're asking for things that they shouldn't be asking for or they only think about themselves when that's not necessarily the case. And it does mean that you're thinking about yourself, but why is that a bad thing? Why is it a bad thing to think about what you want? Um, right. And, and also it's like just because you ask for what you want doesn't mean you're going to get it or doesn't mean that the person you're asking it of can provide it. And like that's fine. Mm-hmm. And also it sometimes it means like if you ask for what you want and the other person doesn't want that or can't give it, then it's like, well, they just can't give it. And like you have to figure out where you go from there. Like is that tenable or is that not something that can continue because what you want and what another person want doesn't align? Um, but you'll never really know unless you actually ask or or say what you want and – Yeah, and the first step is still just freaking figuring out what you want, which is so hard. (laughs) Yeah, it is really hard. I was trying to think about – I mean, we we both talked about how we kind of ask a lot of other people for their opinions, which I think is something maybe we both want to work on is really like asking ourselves what our own opinion Mm -hmm. is. But one thing I was thinking about is – that I I think is helpful sometimes is asking myself what the why is. Like why do I want – that thing or why do I want to do this or yeah, just why. And sometimes that helps me a little bit with with figuring out what the answer is. Um, you know, sometimes it's like, is is the why because you want to better your relationship with someone or to set a boundary for yourself? Or I was thinking of other times, like sometimes my why is like to prove a point. And it's sometimes it's like, do I need to do that? Like, do I, do I need to prove a point or, um, do I need to be petty in that moment or do I need to be right? Do I need to win? You know, Mm -hmm. like, is, is that why I'm asking for something or is that why I'm making this decision? And I don't know if this like is a little, a little bit off topic or not, but I, I think that's how it helps me know, like, is this something that I actually want? Okay, now how do I go about it? And maybe it is selfish and, and maybe it is um, to prove a point. And, and maybe I do feel like I really have to do that. And then, and then and that's my answer. But I also think sometimes it's like, okay, do I really care if we go to this restaurant or if we go to a different restaurant for lunch? Like, does it really matter right, to me? Right. Why? Like, why is it important to me? <laughs> it's like because right. I was really looking forward to it. Okay, then maybe I ask. Hey, yeah, I actually yeah. really want to go to this place for lunch. It's like I was saying about how I 
don't ever want to bother or burden people. And that can sort of prevent me from asking for what I want. That can be in even like the smallest of ways. I remember one time Mike and I were at a restaurant, one of our favorite restaurants, and I ordered this like pork dish. It was like pork chops. And the waiter was really nice and we were having a good time and he like finally brings out our dinner. And I like cut into my meal and basically the whole middle of the pork is just like completely raw. Like the outside is like cooked, but the middle is just like completely raw, not cooked at all. And, you know, Mike saw it and he was like, oh no, like it's not cooked at all. And I was like, oh no, like it's fine. It's fine. Like don't worry about it. And he was like, well, no, you you like asked them to, to cook it more. I was just like, oh no, no. Like I just, it felt like so rude to tell the waiter, like, could you send this back to the kitchen? Like I just never, ever, ever send anything back. I just feel like way too bad doing that. And I was like, oh no, it's fine. And then like the waiter came back over like, you know, a few minutes later to be like, how is everything? And I was just like, good. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Meanwhile, it's like, there's like a raw piece of pork in front of me. And I can't remember if Mike said it or if I finally said it, but I was just like, actually, um, it's not fully cooked. I was wondering if they might be able to cook it a little bit longer. And he like looked at my my piece of meat and the waiter just like rolled his eyes and was like, oh my God. And like immediately whisked it away to the kitchen and was clearly like, obviously this isn't cooked. Like, of course I'm taking it back to the kitchen. And I was just so relieved that the waiter wasn't mad at me and that he didn't think I was being like a diva and that he was just like, oh my gosh, of course. And then, you know, later he came back. I don't know if it was the same piece or if he had them cook me a whole new piece, but he was like, you know, we've taken it off off your check. Like you don't even, and I was like, oh no, no, like I'll, I'll pay for it. It's fine. And I, you know, ate it and it was great, but I just felt so nervous and stressed and like a bother that I was not even going to ask him to give me cooked dinner. (laughs) I was just going to like leave it there and just be like, oh yep, it's fine. And that would have been just like a waste of people's time and like my money. And like, I just would have like not eaten (laughs) dinner (laughs) to like potentially avoid offending the waiter or the chef. But everyone understood that like it was clearly an uncooked piece of meat. And I just like, I don't know what that says about me, but I just was so afraid to just say, hey, there's an issue with this. Would you mind cooking it? longer. I don't know if it says anything about you specifically. It probably says something about things that you've been through in the past but rather <laughs> than you. But another thing I was thinking though, when you were sharing that story, which is kind of layered and we could probably talk about this a lot, is that I do think it's harder for women to ask for what they want just in general. And I think that's because there's a lot of stigma around women who ask for what they want as being like demanding demanding or bossy difficult difficult to deal with yes and so i think even in those little moments of like sending food back um i think it, i just think it's harder for women i think we don't want to almost like play into the stereotype and so we can go the opposite direction i think it's similarly to I mean, there's that stat of how women won't apply or women will only apply for jobs if they're 100% qualified and men will apply for jobs if 
even if they have way under the qualifications that are needed. And it's just because women won't ask for things unless they think they 100% like deserve it deserve or it. certain of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't – I think we could talk about that for a long time, but I just think it's important to know because I do think it plays a large role in why we're so afraid to ask for things sometimes or we don't ask for things because in our minds it's not necessarily – worth the risk of asking um, if it could, you know, affect the way that people see us or how they treat us. Um, And I think that that's been really hard for me. I remember one time, I didn't even think about this until just now, but at my previous job, I remember I was being hired um, for like a new role on my team and they showed me what like my salary was. And it was just like, super low. (laughs) It was super low, especially for living in San Francisco. And I like worked up all this courage to go back and ask for more money. Um, I I remember I had talked to like my dad about it. I talked to so many people about it, about like asking for more money. And I went in and I like presented it, whatever. They went back and they thought about it. And then they brought me back in and basically were just like, no, like we're not giving you any more money. Like we're not budging on this at all. And I remember I literally, I was like, okay. And then I literally went to the bathroom and just cried. And it, it wasn't about the money. Like it, it wasn't about, oh, I'm not going to get the money. It was like the fact that I had built up all of this courage to go in there and to ask for what I want and what I thought I deserved and to just be told straight back to my face, like, no, you're not getting that. And also yeah. even when I asked, they kind of laughed at me. For and I had done my research, you know, like I wasn't going right. In there. You weren't asking for anything unreasonable or not market or like what you need to survive, right? And that was just so hard. Feeling like I was, they were probably laughing about me and and the 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 thing the what I deemed necessary they thought was hysterical. And so it's just moments like that that are really challenging and I'm still glad that I did it um because I still believe in my argument and the fact that it was what I thought I deserved and needed to work in this city and and live in it um and so I just I th- it, but it's hard because that sticks with you and it, it makes you a little I and then when I got my next job in a new company I didn't try to negotiate at all because I just – I didn't want to have to deal with that experience again. Um, yeah, it's like so disheartening and it just makes you feel so small. And I feel like whenever you have a past experience where you you do ask for what you want and it gets so shut down or mm-hmm. you get basically told that what you want does not matter, it stays with you and then it makes it really hard in the future to feel confident enough to ask for what you want in whatever context it is. I honestly feel like we could do a whole series on like asking for what you want in specific context because it comes up in literally everything like work, romantic relationships, family relationships, just like small everyday things. It's just asking for what you want comes up all the time and it's really tough that it's a thing that's so hard or that thing that I feel like I'm not great at because it just it happens all the time. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because I think 
there are areas and in which I'm better at asking for what I want and areas that I'm really bad at it. Like I have no problem sending food back if it's not cooked <laughs> properly. Like I have would never ever try to be rude to like a waiter, waitress, chef, anything like that, but I have no problem if something isn't done the way that I asked for it, like politely going up and you know right asking for your food case. to be cooked through. Right. Sometimes I decide that it's not worth it. Sometimes I don't care enough and it's like, whatever. Um, but sometimes I do and I'll say something. Um, so I have no problem in that situation. I think I've actually gotten a lot better at it at work asking for what I want or what I think I deserve, um, which I think has a lot to do with your team and management, whatever. But I still think I struggle with it a lot with friends or um, in family situations. Um I actually think I used to be better at it and I and now I'm almost worse. I don't know how that <laughs> happened. Um but yeah, so it's it's interesting. I think you can be okay at it in some areas and then not as good at it in other areas. Yeah. I feel like I've been pretty across the board bad <laughs> at it <laughs> in most areas. <laughs> to be fair, but I feel like I'm Definitely getting better at it in the small areas. Like now, if I were to get food that was not cooked, I would I would ask for it to be cooked. That did properly. not sound confident. I would. No, I would. I would. I would. <laughs> I would. But I still struggle sometimes with the bigger wants. Like I haven't had to do it too much in work yet, but I feel like even in just like relationships, like especially because I'm a person. I think most people are like this, but who, you know, you care a lot about the people that you care about. And so you want them to be happy. And so you often like put what they want or what would make them happy over what would maybe you would prefer to do in a situation. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, an area in which I'm still working on growing is just saying what I want, even if I know it's different than what the other person would want. I'm like this is yeah. thing that, like Mike literally even asks me to do. Like we'll be like trying to come up with a plan and he'll be like, well, what do you want? And I'll, you know, give some generic unhelpful answer about how I'm down for anything or, you know, well, what does he want to do? And, you know, accounting for what other people want to do. And he's like, yeah, but, but what do you want to do? Like what would your ideal situation be? What would your ideal scenario for the day be? And then I have to like think about that and be like, well, what do I actually want? And and then say it. And I remember when we when we were early in like dating, we'd like, you know, go out somewhere for dinner. And then he'd be like, all right, well, what do you want to do next? And I'd be like, um, I don't know. <laughs> just like I had no idea what I wanted to do next. And I just, you know, he'd be like, well, do you want to do this or this or this? And he would just start listing options. And I would just be like, um, you know, any of those sounds good. And like in my <laughs> mind, I think I'm being like so great and so flexible and so just like down for whatever. Chill girl. Yeah. I'm just – look at me. I'm just so laid back and cool. <laughs> um, and in his mind, he's like, this is infuriating. She must have something she actually wants to do, but she just won't tell me yeah. what it is. And he's like, I, I want to do what would make you happy right now. Like he's like, here are some things that I would like to do, but I don't want to just dictate every time when we go out what we're doing today. Like why don't you tell me some things that you would like to do as well? And it took us having several conversations for me to be like, sometimes I honestly don't know 
what I would want to do because I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about what would I like. Yeah. What would, what would putting, be fun for me? Yeah, putting like like we said before, being a little selfish and picking what you want to do as the priority. Right. Like what would be fun for me? What do I like doing? Even if it's not your top choice, but you're willing to do it because I've decided that I want to do it, like this give and take. Whereas I was always willing to just be like, all right, yeah, whatever you want to do every time. But like, luckily I'm in a relationship with a person who doesn't take advantage of that and isn't just like, okay, great. We'll just do what I want to do every time. He like asks me like, well, what about this? And you know, and then it's great when it actually, when I actually do say something I want to do that maybe isn't what he would have thought of. And then we do it and then he likes it. And I'm like, oh, wow, look, I got to do a thing I wanted. And now he also likes it too. Like, yeah, wow, what a win. And that would never have happened if I didn't just suggest something I actually wanted to do. Another thing I think is hard sometimes that I recently dealt with with Jack was asking for something that I wanted that I had never asked for before in like our five and a half years of dating. And it was something so silly, which was he puts, he'll put his suitcase on our bed. Oh, yeah. And um, it really bothers me, but it bothers me for such niche, like germaphobe reasons that I felt kind of silly for. I felt silly ever talking about it, so Listen, I did there it. Is deep past bed bug trauma. Yeah. So that's a Should story for another on bed bugs? I could. Um, <laughs> but – and so it's like – it's such a, a me reason that I don't want – and he's not putting like – I feel like I need to clarify. Not like giant just out of the airport rolling around in the dirt bags, like a duffel bag. <laughs> And I'm the exact same way though. I'm like, and I'm just not on my bed. <laughs> and finally, I was just like, "Hey, I know I've never mentioned this before, but I actually really don't like it when you put the suitcase on the bed. Could you not put the suitcase on the bed?" And he was like, "Oh, sure." Like it. So he was like, "Yeah, sure. I I won't do that." But it's like you never asked for that in five years. So like, how would he know that I wouldn't right. want him to do that? So I think it. But it also just goes to show that was obviously a very small example. But like, it's not necessarily too late to ask yeah. for what you want because I think sometimes we can think we're too far down the line. It's been too long. I can't say anything now. And that's not the case. Um, it's better to ask even if it's a little bit too late um, or feels too late. That's the that's the thing. It isn't. So mm-hmm. um, and, you know, I, I think that's just one small example, but something that we could do, you know, there are other things like I finally know to just ask Jack like, hey, it's my birthday. I'm going to want you to get me a card. So please get me a card. Yep. You know, <laughs> it's our anniversary. Please get me a card. Like not that he isn't thinking of 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 things that would make me happy, but if there's something specific that I know that I want, I should just ask for it. And we actually talked about that a little bit in our birthday episode a couple weeks ago. Um but it can just make such a big difference, even if it's something so small as, hey, you putting your suitcase on the bed makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Could you not do that? Then I don't have to deal with that discomfort anymore. And he's happy knowing that he's making me happy. So even just starting with those little small things, I think can really make a big impact. And I'm not necessarily great at this in all areas. So I need to be a lot better about it and also be better about asking for things ahead of time and not asking for them when I'm agitated in the moment, you know, not being yeah. like now I'm irritated. So I'm going to ask for what I want and it doesn't come across well. 
It's like asking right. for you want either ahead of time or with a lot of thought. And like, you know, sometimes it's helpful to write it out, to practice, um, but so that you're not asking for things in like anger or frustration or whatever, and then it doesn't come across well, so you don't get the result that you want. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely better to just be like proactive and be like, this is a thing I want and I don't know, you know, or I want to think about how I want to ask for this so that it comes across in like the best, most reasonable way possible and mm-hmm. like you're saying, not in anger. And I've 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 even done that before with Mike, like just, <laughs> just kind of randomly been like, I would really like it if sometimes you made us a dinner reservation. Like we weren't in a fight. We weren't talking about that. I was just kind of like, you know, that would be nice. <laughs> he was just like, noted. Yeah, <laughs> well, like do. that's just something I'd like. So just throwing it out there for you to know. Yep. That, that those are things I like. I do that sometimes with my friends. Like <laughs> not like, but just these. This is something I like, or you know, these are activities I like to do, and then they know that. You know, one of my best friends, she and I know exactly what we're going to get each other for our birthdays because we talk about the things that we like all the time, you know? So then you can take note of that and then it helps your friendship grow because you state your needs, you ask for what you want. And then if you're listening, it's like a great, it's a great way to continue building a relationship with someone, whether that's like a friendship, a, you know, romantic relationship, a professional relationship. It's really important. So definitely something that I'm going to continue to work on and trying to hone that skill because it's not easy, but it definitely makes a big difference. Definitely does. Well, with all that, we hope that you enjoyed and found this a little bit relatable. Um, If you too struggle to either figure out what it is that you want or ask for what you want or both, (laughs) like us, (laughs) like us. Please let us know or let us know how you stand up for yourself, advocate, ask for what you want. We would love to have more tips. Yeah, please um, give me advice. I would yeah. love to know. <laughs> and if you have ever eaten raw meat because you were afraid to send it back, you're not alone. So, All right, To be fair, I didn't eat the raw meat. But if I you just have. I contemplated not sending it back. <laughs> Listen, you have a community here. So... <laughs> Um, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow us at Sisterly Pod on Instagram. Feel free to email us at sisterly.contact at gmail.com. And we will catch you on the next episode of Sisterly. Bye.